Heavenly Father, we ask that you would help us to seek your face with all our hearts this morning. Lord, we thank you for drawing us into this building this morning to worship you, to hear from your word. But Lord, we pray that you would continue to draw us closer to yourself. Be gracious to us, O Lord, according to your promises, that all who seek you will find you. And so, Lord, we pray that you would indeed make your presence known amongst us this morning by your spirit, so that we are indeed filled with joy in your presence. And we pray this in your son's name. Amen. Well, this morning I wanted to examine particularly the words of the angel on this first Christmas day when Jesus was born. Jesus was born, as we saw there at the beginning of the chapter of Luke 2, Luke chapter 2, and then we see this announcement that is made to common shepherds out in the fields. It's very interesting that the, sh- and the angels didn't go and appear to the aristocrats in, in the Jerusalem, in the capital of uh, Israel, or appear to King Herod himself and proclaim the birth of the Saviour, but instead they appear to these shepherds out watching their flocks by night. And this message that they have for them is one of great interest to us. Why is it interesting, this message that the, the angel has for these shepherds so many years ago? Well, it's because of the content of that message. Look with me at verse 10, verse 10 of Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, verse 10, we read, But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. They have been terrified by the sudden appearance of an angel. It doesn't happen every day. He says, Do not be afraid. And then he says, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Now, I think this is interesting, but you may look at it and say, well, it doesn't seem that interesting. Of course, news comes every day, and it's not so interesting that an angel has news. We have newspapers, and even my children have news for me each day around the dinner table. We ask them about their day, and there's always something new that's happened, something that's happened at school with their friends, something that the teacher said to them, something that their sibling may have done to them. There's always news within our home. So why is it interesting that the angel comes with news? Because we recognise that news is all around us. We are surrounded by media constantly giving us news about the world that we live in. Well, it's interesting because he says he doesn't just bring news, but he brings good news. Good news, which is a little bit harder to come by. If we look at the newspapers that we read each day... Uh, if you open the paper each day or turn on the television set, most of the news from what I can gather is bad news. It's usually, from my observations, it's violent crimes of murder, rape, terrorist activities, whether it be in our own land or in lands overseas. It's usually bad news about corrupt authorities, whether it be our governments, whether it be governments of other lands, whether it even be church leaders who have taken advantage of the people that are under their care. We read about bad news of corruption going on within every strata of our society. There's also bad financial news that comes through about struggling markets and stumping house prices, which may be good news for some people, but uh, bad news for others, or rising house prices, which is often bad news for a lot of people as well. Uh, Nasty diseases that are running rampant in our country, uh, that are not able to be contained by the medicine that we have available to us, or maybe disastrous weather that is taking place. If it's not a drought, it's a flood, the opposite of a drought. If it's not bushfires, 
maybe a hailstorm, which we are quite familiar with even in recent days. And then, of course, there's the celebrity bad news that's always coming at us as well about some celebrity that's been arrested, some celebrity that's been divorced, some celebrity that is now in rehab, some celebrity that has shock horror put on weight. How awful. But this is considered news in our society. And it's put to us again and again and again, this bad news that is coming to us. Whereas the angel here is interesting because he says... I bring you good news. I bring you good news. And so this is helpful for us to see as we are washed with bad news. And it's not just with the media around us, but also personal bad news. It can be that your, uh, your doctor tells you that what you have is serious and you need further treatment. It can be bad news with your boss or your customers. They're not happy with you. It can be bad news that your sister invites everyone to Christmas except for you and your family. Personal bad news comes at us, that your lease is not being renewed and you're going to have to move, or it may be that your superannuation shares have fallen, or your son has smashed the car and the insurance won't cover it. We have personal bad news that comes to us again and again and again, whereas this angel has good news for a people that are often depressed. We see that in our country uh, according to the Australian, Bureaus of, Australian Bureau of Statistics, uh, it says that 3 million Australians are living with depression or anxiety at any given time. 3,128 people took their own lives in Australia in 2017, and that's an increase of 9% from the previous year. It's up almost 10%, the number of people taking their own lives in our country. We are awash in bad news, but the angel has good news, and that's what makes it odd. But then again, you may think, well, good news does come along. There is good news that occurs in our papers. Good news is there. You may have to look a couple of pages in to find it, but there is good news. There can be a murderer who is arrested, which is a good thing. Uh, It can be that a political party that you don't like has been removed from office in the recent election, and so it's good news for the nation, in your opinion. Uh, or it could be that the latest iPhone has been released and it's far superior to the last one in all regards. And that's good news for us. And so in, you look at the angel here and he says, I bring you good news. You go, okay, yes, there's a lot of bad news, but there's good news as well. It's not that big a deal that the angel has good news But what does the angel say? He says, I bring you good news of great joy. I bring you good news of great joy. He has news that is of great joy, not little joy, which is often what our news, our good news that comes to us is of. It is of little joy, not great joy, little joy. Because let's face it, that latest iPhone that you may have even got for Christmas this morning, Give it two years and then tell me whether it is of great joy to you any longer, whether it is now a bit sluggish and the screen is cracked and it's more of a frustration than joy, let alone great joy for you. The angel here is interesting in his statement that he brings good news in a world of bad news for 
us today, but also for those shepherds many years ago. You consider the bad news that they would have been awash in. You think that life is tough here? Well, under a Roman government that actually crucifies people, literally, not just metaphorically, like we might say the social media likes to crucify people. No, not in the way that the Roman governors did. They literally crucified them in in a place where there was no emergency department because there was no hospital available. The shepherds were in a time of bad news, all too frequent. And this angel comes to them with good news of great joy. And he speaks to us today about this good news of great joy because not much has changed. Yes, we have more joy, more reasons to be joyful, but we are often more focused on the bad news. But this angel has good news of great joy. Now, what is this good news of great joy? What is it that he's got for these shepherds? And we read that in verse 11. Verse 11, it says, Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. What is the good news of great joy? It's that a saviour has come. A saviour Someone who saves us from all the bad news, all the bad things in this world. Whether it be health problems, he saves us from those. Whether it be corrupt governments, he saves us from them. Whether it be people of violent nature who are wanting to attack us, he saves us from them. He saves us from our own selves as well. He saves us from our sins. The way that we see again and again that we do not do right in this world and we feel a guilt and a shame associated with the way that we're living and we feel that yes one day we will be punished for what we've done a savior has been born and this is news good news of great joy but you may ask how can someone save us from all those things physical problems bodily problems health problems save us from government save us from those who are violent save us from financial problems how can one person Save us from all those things, including ourselves and sin that we see so often in our lives. How can he do that? Can he actually do that? Save us from all our problems? Yes, he can. How does he do that? By saving us from our sins and giving us eternal life. By granting us immortality. When he gives us eternal life, it puts into perspective all the bad news that is around us. And he does that. He gives us eternal life because he didn't just stay in the manger. He grew up and he died the death that we deserve for our sins. And by that death, we are set free. We are ransomed from the power of death. We are set free. We are redeemed. He pays the penalty that we deserve so that we can go free and live forever. That God actually takes us, gives us an immortal body one day and will allow us to live in his paradise that we know as heaven. And that is how Jesus gives us good news of great joy through this angel, by giving us eternal life as he cleanses us from our sins. See, once you're immortal, it does put everything into perspective. Your physical problems, your health issues, once you know you're immortal and when you die, you just pass into the next stage of your existence in heaven... It puts it into perspective, and it's no longer such bad news that the doctor may give you. And it's no longer such bad news when you see yet another corrupt government in charge of your country or countries overseas, because you know that one day you will pass into a place where the government is always righteous and just and does exactly what is best for the people, and that is, of course, in heaven. 
And once you understand that you're immortal and you're going to a heavenly place, all financial problems are minimized because, you know, one day you will inherit all things. And so, yes, you may not receive uh, the money that you would like to receive instantaneously when you become a Christian from the Lord so that all your financial problems are uh, uh, minimized or eliminated altogether. No, you may still struggle in this world with financial issues, but you know that you are going to a land where you will not have to worry about finance any longer. And, of course, our guilt over sin is removed. Once we have that immortality, we know that we will not be punished eternally for our sin, but instead we will pass into glory and be able to rejoice around the throne of God itself and give him honour and praise that he deserves. And so many parts of the scriptures speak about the great joy of those who trust in God and how they have nothing ultimately to worry about in this world. Corrupt governments, violent people who can destroy the body but they cannot destroy the soul, financial problems, health problems, they're all removed. And the Bible speaks about such redeemed people in glowing terms. And we saw that in the passage that we had read for us before from Isaiah 35. At the end there it said, The ransomed of the Lord will return. They will enter Zion, that's God's city, with singing. Everlasting joy will crown their heads Gladness and joy will overtake them as you feel the bad news overtaking you all the time. No, there is a time where joy and gladness will overtake you instead and sorrow and sighing will flee away. Sorrow and sighing, bad news will flee away. The papers in heaven, if there are any papers, will not be reflecting bad news as we see here on earth. Instead, we will see things to be rejoicing about for all of eternity. So the question is, have you embraced this good news of great joy that was announced to the shepherds many years ago by that angel and is announced to you today? Sadly, I suspect that some of you haven't embraced the good news of great joy because often I see in the people that I have to deal with here in Australia, I see a bit of a sick fascination with bad news in our society and a rejection of good news Because of sin, we have bad news. We have people doing nasty things to other human beings. And because of sin in our own hearts, we tend to like hearing the bad news. I like to have a nap in the afternoon if I can, and I like to, while I do that, I put on an eye mask to block out the light, and I put on headphones, and I listen to rain setting on my phone. I hook it up to my headphones. I can listen to rain playing in the background, and it sends me to sleep for my 11-minute nap, one minute to get to sleep, 10 minutes to actually sleep. And it's very refreshing. It's much better than a cup of coffee. It wakes you up so well. But on this uh, app that I have, there's lots of different settings of to what you can play in the background. You can have white noise, you can have pink noise and brown noise, um, which actually, pink noise is not that bad. I've tried that. Uh, but white noise, of course, just sounds like a television uh, or a radio that uh, isn't tuned in properly. Uh, but it's interesting, there's wave sounds in the background, uh, so the beach, you can think that you're actually having a nap on the beach. But this app that I have, it also has the sounds of vacuuming, a washing machine, and a hairdryer. I don't know why anyone would want to have that in the background um, unless they really care about their hair and uh, love the thought of drying their hair on a regular basis. I'm quite puzzled why anyone would include that sound on repeat in an app for people to listen to. But as I look at the bad news of the world and I look at the way that people are fascinated with bad news, 
I almost feel that some people would like an app where it has the sound of screaming in the background, that they like the bad news of this world so much that they'd like to listen to it again and again. You see this in some ways in the way that someone will sit down and watch a whole day's coverage of a terrorist attack, watching again and again whatever footage they have and any new footage and interviews with people, wanting to know how bad the carnage was, looking at different channels to see what coverage is there. They're just fascinated with the bad news. And you see it with the way that when there's an accident on the road, what happens? Everybody slows down to get a good look rather than go, oh, I hope I don't see something awful and keep their eyes fixed straight ahead. No, we want to see the carnage. There's something sick within us, a sinful tendency to want bad news and to be fascinated with bad news rather than good news. Why is the newspaper full of bad news? I mean, they have to sell those things, so they market towards what the people want. And there's very few newspapers that are full of good news all the time because that shows that most people aren't interested in the good news. They want the bad news again and again and again. I think a lot of us like wallowing in the mud. We like wallowing in our own mud and we like wallowing in the mud of others. And we might settle for a little joy, good news of little joy, but not good news of great joy. We like the good news of our sporting result of a team that we really like. That would be appreciative, but don't give me good news of great joy, little joy, like my sporting team winning, or something like maybe free beer being offered somewhere. That would be good news of little joy that I would appreciate. There's a prophet in the Old Testament, Micah, And he says in Micah chapter 2, verse 11, If a liar and deceiver comes and says, I will prophesy for you plenty of wine and beer, he would be just the prophet for this people. And sometimes I feel that about the Australian culture that we live in. If we had a prophet who would prophesy plenty of wine and beer, people would be ecstatic about that prophet. But that would be good news of little joy at best and probably bad news. Can you imagine the carnage if unlimited alcohol was given to the human, the Australian population as much as they like for as long as they like? Anyone that wants it, as much alcohol as you want. Imagine our society. It would be bad news, I feel. Some people would celebrate it as good news. I'm sure there'd be some of us who'd be thinking this is a bad idea. This is not good news of great joy. It's not even good news of little joy. So do you actually want the good news of great joy that the angel brings to the shepherds and brings to you now? Do you want good news about eternal life being granted to sinners like us? Do you want to receive the eternal life that Jesus offers so that all the bad news in this world is swept away once you have that concept, I'm living forever. Do you want that? If you opened the paper tomorrow and it said, eternal life found, would you actually be interested? If there was an article in the newspaper tomorrow that said, eternal life found, would you be interested? Imagine that it does. Imagine in the paper tomorrow, there's that title there, eternal life found, there's that heading there in the paper. And an article reads like this, A man called Jesus Christ was executed two millennia ago. Three days after his death, he came to life again. Many people saw the resurrected Jesus, including a crowd of over 500 people. Simon Peter, a close friend of Jesus, said, 
We are witnesses of everything he, that's Jesus, did in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They killed him by hanging him on a tree. But God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. He was not seen by all the people, but by witnesses whom God had already chosen, by us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. John, son of Zebedee, another friend of Jesus, has written a book about Jesus Christ. John says his purpose in writing the book is that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Over the centuries, many people have trusted in Jesus and received eternal life in heaven. The offer to believe and live forever is still open to anyone who wants to accept it. For more information, read the Bible, contact Jesus by prayer. If you saw that in the newspaper tomorrow, would you be interested? Would you say, yeah, I don't really want eternal life. I'm not interested. I'd rather have the bad news. This is a newspaper I won't be subscribing to any longer. It starts talking about eternal life. Who wants that? Would you reject it? Will you reject the offer that is made to you even now as you sit here, as I tell you the good news of great joy that the angel had for the people so long ago and still has for you today, that a saviour has been born who saves you from everything that is bad in this world, not just your own sin but all the problems of this world. He saves you from them all. Will you reject such good news? Don't you want eternal life? Don't you want to hear of the good news of Jesus Christ and the eternal life that he brings. I encourage you to trust in Jesus Christ. Don't delay. Believe in him now. Run like a shepherd to him. That's what we see the shepherds did. Once the angels disappeared, they don't go back to having a bit of a nap while they watch their sheep in the fields. No, what do we read in verse 15? Verse 15 of Luke chapter 2, when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they walked very slowly and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. No, it doesn't say that. What does it say? They hurried off. They hurried. They wanted this good news of great joy to be applied to them. They wanted a saviour. They wanted eternal life. And that's what you should do as well. If you've never accepted the eternal life that Jesus Christ brings, accept it now. It is good news of great joy, as so many people in this building can testify to. It has caused great joy in their lives and has helped them to navigate through all the bad news of this world, whether it be personal bad news or public bad news that's out there. They're able to take it, and good news continues to well up within them of eternal life in Jesus and helps them to continue to have a joyful spirit no matter what this world brings. And then once you accept that good news, I encourage you to keep on listening to it. Keep on enjoying listening to the good news of great joy rather than bad news. You can get an app on your phone which reads the Bible to you over and over and over again. You can do that whilst trying to go to sleep might disturb your sleep somewhat, 
Um, it's best to be awake, in my opinion, to when you're listening to the good news of great joy. But as a Christian, I know that it has been edifying for my soul not just to hear it once, twice, three times, once I was converted and then move on. No, it's good for me to hear it Sunday by Sunday from the scriptures on Christmas Day. And as I read it myself, this book is full of good news of great joy. If you'll just open it and listen to it or even set it on your phone to play to you. Don't listen to the screams of this world and have a sick fascination with bad news. Have a fascination with good news. Love to hear the old, old story of Jesus and his love. Love to tell it yourself, as the shepherds did so many years ago, and love to hear it told to you by other Christians and by God himself in the pages of the scriptures. Christmas is a time of good news, of great joy. But Christmas can occur every day. Some of the kids would be excited to hear that, that Christmas can happen every day of the year. How does that happen? doesn't mean you get presents every day of the year. Sorry to burst that bubble. But you can hear the good news of great joy every day of the year. It can be Christmas every day by dwelling on the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ and the immortality that he brings, the eternal life we have in him, always kindles joy in our hearts every day of the year if you'll only have ears to listen. Let's come before God and thank him for the good news of great joy. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your mercy in making good news of great joy. You did not have to. You could have left us in our sins and no, not saved us. But instead, you made good news of great joy by sending your son into this world to die the death that we deserve so that we could receive eternal life through him. Oh, Lord, we pray that you would help us not to be satisfied with bad news or even excited by it, interested in the bad news of this world all the time and neglect the good news. Instead, oh, Lord, we pray that you would help us to be invigorated day by day, to be quickened by your spirit with an ever-increasing love for the good news of great joy about our Saviour, who saved us from our sins and saves us from all our troubles. We pray this in his name. Amen.